millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, darlings all. It's that time when I make your stapes oscillate. (laughs) Sounds filthy, I know. But stapes are, in fact the smallest bones in your body connected to the eardrum. The snake does it with its jawbone. (laughs) I never thought I'd say that. Anyway, someone else will be making your stapes dance with me as we explore words. When I asked this divine gentleman sitting at the end of my Zoom if he'd be my special guest, he said, certainly, will the Zoom be to me to you or to you to me? I couldn't have been happier. Since this and phrases like, oh dear, oh dear, and my favorite phone conversation joke, you don't say, you don't say, who was it? They didn't say, were staples of my childhood. The Chuckle Brothers were masters of physical comedy in the mold of Laurel and Hardy, but over 21 series of their hit show, Chuckle Vision, they were equally inventive with wordplay. It was this that had me agog as a sprog and made me long for Paul Chuckle to come and talk all things wordy today. First, this legend of family entertainment needs a fanfare and luckily some words of my own have proceeded from my quill. The Chuckle Brothers, no name was ever quite so apropos. They made me roar, my sister too, and even had a go at tickling Princess Margaret up in her royal box, who afterwards through chuckles said, you knocked off royal socks. From custard pies to hapless spies, all capers vaudevillian, and I would ape their turn of phrase, of which they had a million. Born in a trunk, the saying goes, grease paint couldn't bother them. But who could see what fate intended for our boys from Rotherham? To say I'm thrilled to have chief thrower of those pies of custard is such an understatement. It doesn't cut the mustard. So I will just say thanks instead. And thanks again, there's two. Because Paul Chuckles here today to Zoom, to me, to you. Oh, that was brilliant. <laughs> Hello, darling. Thank you, mate. Hello, hello, how are you doing? Or, or should I say hello? Hello. Oh, that's so joyous. <laughs> you know what I loved about you and words before I get going is that as a child, to me, you made them like knicker elastic. Yeah. They were all so, so stretchy, like silly me, silly you. And they were all so musical. Well, talk about music. I think that is one of the big things that was catchy uh, about the show. You know, the, yes. Dave Cook played that music through the back of it all the way through, as well as the 
obviously they took a version, took, took a version that bit. But he oh. played all the ding, 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 ding as we were walking down the street. <laughs> in my mind, that was the best theme tune in history. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It was just so joyous and buoyant, wasn't it? It was, it really was, yeah. It's a shame it's not on anymore. I know, I agree. Oh, well, from our lips to someone's ears, perhaps. Yes, yes, 295 episodes. I know, 21 series, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right, yeah, over 20 years. Peppered my childhood. So much poetry in it. I mean, I, I remember one where you were running a supermarket. <laughs> Barry was your assistant. Yeah, yeah. Said something like, there's a very smelly cheese over there. And he went, I'll tell ye what's smelly at the deli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There were some lovely lines in it, wasn't there? So it really was. <laughs> oh, they were brilliant. They still make me laugh. I mean, I obviously put them on now and again to watch myself. And yes. They make me laugh. You know, you forget you forget what you did all those years ago. Yeah. And, you know, some of them were really funny. Oh, they tickle me endlessly. But it's in the genes, as I say. You were from a theatrical family, weren't you? Oh, certainly was, yeah. My dad was a comic. Um, my mum was a dancer. Uh, two, oh. elder, two elder brothers, a double double act. Yes. And did she teach you how to mean rug, darling? Oh, yes. <laughs> did she? Certainly she did. Yeah, she was one of the, like, before the Tiller Girls. You heard of the Tiller Girls? Yes, I have. High leg kicking. Wonderful high kicking, yes. Yeah, well, the, the uh, Rodney Hudson girls were before that. And one of the dancers, when Rodney Hudson um, packed it in, became a tiller. Opened up, started the tiller girls. So it was really oh, the same thing. And to get into it, you had to kick your leg dead straight up like a, a split. <laughs> one after the other. Hit your own nose. Which is all the kid, wasn't it? Backwards and forwards kicking and stuff. So I was, I, was, I was brought up in dressing rooms, you know, as long as I can remember. It's uh, the smell of oh, music backstage. And my, yes. si- my sister was a, um, was a dancer also for about two or three years until she realised she couldn't earn the money for it. Was it musical variety? Yeah, it was, it was variety stuff, yeah. Um, my dad used to do, obviously do musical before the war. With Peter Sellers? Well, that was during the war. Yeah. Oh, I see. it was. It was. Um, it was given his own gang show um, to to go and entertain the troops. My dad. Um, oh, crimes! And Peter Sellers was nineteen years old and drummer. And uh, you know, the, it was like um, Ted Half Up Mum. You know the series. Oh yes, yes. Where you had a concert party. There was a a, a pianist, a bass player, and a drummer. Peter Sellers was the drummer. Obviously, Dad's show, Dad was a comic. And uh, he used to get Peter because he got on so well and he was a funny guy. He used to get him off the drums to do sketches with him. And uh, uh, So in many ways, you could say that he discovered him. Well, you could really, yeah. He was making him front and centre as opposed to kind of part of the backdrop. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Peter evidently always wanted to be a comedian. He always wanted to get into acting and everything. Uh, yes, and I think being a drummer, which he could, he was obviously a drummer, got him into a concert party rather than having to go and fight on the front. If you know what I mean, in those days. <laughs> yes, yes. And the Patton brothers, your older brothers. Yeah. Now, were they as liberal of catchphrase as as you and Barry? No, they never ever had a catchphrase. I think the reason being they were um, a variety act. So yes. They were singing, dancing, and comedy, all three things which uh, our dad told me and Barry uh, back in the 1960s, you want to concentrate on one thing. Don't, you know, don't go doing them all because they will use you in every show all the time. You'll work 
you'll work all your life, but you'll be backing up other people, you know, because it's a good act. Yes, not be top of the bill, as it were. Exactly, yeah. And dad yes. concentrate on either the dancing or the singing or the comedy. So obviously we concentrate on the comedy and drop to all the other stuff. And eventually, oh, after man. 23 years of slogging around, we made it. And got you to the heady heights of Royal Variety at the London Palladium. But it was a very different kind, wasn't it? The children's one, that was back in 1994, I believe, or something like that. And um, we, um, yeah, it was, it was just so much fun going on to do that. Um, Manic, backstage, as, as, yeah. as is the Royal Variety, which we did with David Williams a few years ago. Oh gosh, oh my. And it's manic back. So there's so many people um, backstage. You're sharing a dressing room. There was like about five acts in, in the dressing room we were sharing Bernie Clifton, uh, Joe Lysett. Uh, oh, I adore him. I adore him. My best friend. Yes, Joe. He's, oh, is he a, really? Yeah, what a fabulous guy he is. Well, from the glitter of the London Palladium to the coruscation of Rotherham, it's time to get regional with Paul Chuckle. Well, I'll regional. Oh, let's get regional, Paul. Where exactly were you born? I was born in Rotherham, uh, a place called Meadow Street, which was near the Rotherham United football ground in Masborough, Rotherham. Oh, can you paint us a picture of Meadow Street at that time? It's, it's a very quiet row of terraced houses looking down very nicely over Ferrum Park. I remember reading somewhere that, to me, to you, arguably the most famous catchphrase was something that, you know, when Barry and you were just moving furniture around or doing chores at home, you would just say to each other. We'd go away like, to summer season or pantomime and we'd, we'd get a flat between us, obviously. We were both young and single. Yes. And we'd go in and the first thing Barry would do is say, oh, we've got to move that sideboard. It shouldn't be there. And that table shouldn't be there, you know, and the settee. That's and that's, I, me, I'd just get in there, throw my stuff down, flat out on the settee and watch the telly. That's, that's me, I'm done. But Early that, thing sweet for Barry. Yeah, Barry was completely different. He wanted it exactly as he wanted, so we'd have to move the sideboard. And we go, to me, to me then, a bit more to me. <laughs> you. And it was just a natural <laughs> thing. When we did the first series of Chucklevision, we were had to move something, and we automatically said... To me, to you then, to me, steady, 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 to you. So you had no idea that it would be seared on the mental retina of the country? No, right for the now. rest of time. It's, it's <laughs> Did it ever get annoying, darling? No, not really. People, obviously, wherever you go, people shout, to you! You know, and you go... <laughs> <laughs> but it's with such affection, isn't it? I mean, you were so oh, yeah. beloved. It, that's what's so enchanting. It, it, yeah, it's, it's really lovely. I mean, uh, I do DJ... Um, slots with uh, meet and greet after in nightclubs all around the country now yes yes not, not at the moment i've got nothing at the moment they're all shut no at work you've got me yes I know. <laughs> and it's lovely it's lovely <laughs> but they um i mean they all come in saying the same thing they all say you know used to dash home from school you know what a, what a great show couldn't miss it we used to run oh, that's, you, that's why they me Dubrov came about yes so, he, he said he used to run home from school to watch Chucklevision. There's no way he could miss it. And he could get home with a sweat on, try, you know, to, oh my. to make sure he saw it. In, in your family home back in Rotherham, were there any other phrases that were kind of knocking about that were organic like that, that were sort of indigenous to your family? Probably, but not ones I could mention on live or <laughs> 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 
Too blue. Lots of those, yeah. <laughs> Our producer will be too busy bleeping. Now, I didn't want to mention your age because you have the most beautiful ageless countenance. But it's a nice age, it's 72, you know. I'll say, never know it. I think it's your zest for life, darling. It is. I enjoy life. Your enthusiasm. Enthusiasm, that's a fantastic word. You know, that means having God inside you. Not to be naughty, but that theos root. Yeah. Um, that's in theism and atheist and uh, all those words connected to God. That's yeah. where it comes from. It's having that kind of zeal yeah. in your heart, which you have in oh, spades. That's me. That's my hope. Ever since I was a kid, it's always my thing, live every day. So it's your last, enjoy it. There's no point in not enjoying life. You know, it, it, yeah. you, may be, you may be rich, you may be poor, but always remember it's always better to be rich. But whatever you do... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do, you know, enjoy it because uh, you're not going to second chance, you know, in I life. I totally agree. But when you were at school at the beginning of the 60s, according to my rough calculations, what were your words in Rotherham Secondary School for things like uh, snogging and playing truant and swats and things like that? Yeah, playing wag. It was playing but, wag. I, I never played wag. I, I always went to school. Sure, sure. I hated it, but I went. I went. I've never heard that. That's fascinating. Wag. I guess because you you wagged your tail with glee if you got out of the gate. Yeah, probably. Did you have swats at school? Swats? Well, no, because uh, it was a secondary modern school I went to. I wasn't. Um... <laughs> they didn't exist. <laughs> the other place, of course, where you and Barry were legends was Skegness. You were really the Panto Kings there, weren't you? Yeah. And what, so it, were, what were the differences, starting between accent and vernacular in Skegness to Rotherham? You find, uh, we do it, it was in, during the summer seasons, we used to do Skegness once a week for about six, six, six seven weeks. Uh, and we found most people were coming from Yorkshire and Nottinghamshire, um, obviously Lincolnshire, and the very similar accents anyway all around there, you know. They just change very slightly. It's still A up, they are eight. A up. You know? Oh, I love that one. I love that. I've got a theory about the accent actually. I I think that if you look at the, the vowels in somewhere like Manchester, they're not that different, but I think it goes a little bit further back. You know, yeah. Manchester's very far forward, but it's, it's very, it's very back, isn't yeah, it? When you say Manchester, it's very, very slightly different. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both, in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Northern Manchester, where you go to uh, Oldham and uh, Bolton, places like that, yes. it changes a bit more. But actual Manchester itself is very, very, very close to South Yorkshire, Sheffield and Rotherham and Doncaster. Well, speaking of South Yorkshire, my lovely producer has compiled a list of phrases and words that baffle me. So would you do me the great honour of playing translator, darling? I'll, I'll try my best. <laughs> Okay, the first one sounds like utter filth to me. Put wood in hole. Put, put wood in hole? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that sounds oh, terribly yeah. naughty. Put wood in hole. No, it means shut the door. It's a piece of... It's a wooden, oh. it's a so wooden you're, door. You're putting that vast yeah. piece of wood back in the hole, which is the door frame. The door, the door itself. Yeah, close the door, in other words. Shut the door. Shut that door. There's another yeah. one. I close <laughs> Shut that door. <laughs> he's resurrected. Yeah, he's back. What about Spuggy? Spuggy, yeah, the bird. Go out and talk. You can't shoot a Spuggy. Oh, it's a bird? Yeah, you can't pinch a Spuggy's eggs. You know, <laughs> when I see it written down, it reminds me so of that episode of Chuckle Vision where you ran that restaurant yeah. and you... <laughs> You couldn't smell spaghetti. Do you remember that? And you, you got as far as spuggy each time and, and then rubbed it out and wrote pasta and spelled pasta, that wrong. Pasta with an ER, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that again, the, it wasn't in the script. It just to, oh, really? That was I it. I just did it. I just thought, oh, God, I'll write this wrong. <laughs> One of the very first episodes, really early doors, I did a, um, a window cleaners as well. And there I put window cleaner, W-I-N-D-E-R. I love that. I love that. But that's not right. I'm going, it's not right. Ah. I'm not <laughs> saying I'm put instead of <laughs> something like that. Still was wrong. I loved it because Paul always pretended to be a little bit grander and a little bit cleverer than Barry, didn't he? And <laughs> Well, I was. I, I was never wrong. I would always <laughs> knew exactly how to do things. He must mess it up. You know he messed everything up, Barry. <laughs> I love it. You know, I've got a I've got a theory, darling, that the makers of Dumb and Dumber saw Chuckle Vision and thought, this is fabulous, let's run with it. Because really it's the same, isn't it? It is almost exactly the same, isn't it? Yeah. Two two lovable guys, sort of yeah. slightly incompetent, but hugely lovable. Yeah. It's a shame it never went um, to the States. They never pushed it out there at all. Did it not? No, but I remember uh, going to a party in um, San Francisco. Uh, me and Sue were there and they were asking who I was, what I did, obviously. Um, so I said, oh, if you've got a laptop or anything, just put up your chuckle vision. So they spent about an hour and a half all falling about laughing at chuckle vision. They're saying, why do you on our TVs? You know, and then, but it is, it's like Laurel and Hardy, so it would be universal, I think. But then saying that, it's quite nice to have somewhere where you have anonymity, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah, it is, it is really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about twerk? It's not bum shaking. No, no, I'm off, I'm, I'm off to work today. Oh, it's just a contraction. I, I'm to off to work. Not to work. I'm going to work. So <laughs> in your in your lovely RP. Yeah, there are, there are lots of shortened, you know, people shorten everything. Bread cake. Bread cake. Well, that's just a bread cake, isn't it? It's a bread bun. 
oh gosh, like a roll or or a balm or a bap. So many words. For a that. sausage roll, a, a sausage bread cake. One of my favorite words ever is companion. And if you break it down, it, it's from the French pan, meaning bread. And it is the person with whom you share your bread. And so many friendship words have that provenance there to do with dining. Like mate was the person with whom you'd share your meat, which in medieval times was cake or soup. It was every kind of food. I love how it's all connected to food. Oh, they are nice, aren't they? But with that companion, does that mean you have onion on your bread as well? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got onion at the end of it, haven't you? You've got a pan in... You do. It's <laughs> <laughs> an onion sandwich you're sharing with a friend, that's it. <laughs> I knew you'd tickle me in terms <laughs> of this. <laughs> what about uh, that makes better door than window? I apologise for my accent. It's all right. Yeah, it means uh, get out of the way, you stand in front of the telly, I can't see the TV or something like that. Oh, I see. I'm a, <laughs> You're eclipsing. Lots I'm, of doors. I'm a door than there's a window. Because <laughs> you're standing right in front of you, trying to look down them. Uh, back end. Back end? Yes. Back end. Not to do with your derriere? No, back end at year, isn't it? Oh, so sort of autumn time. Than us. That's a good one. What's that? You know. Oh, oh, because yes, because thee and thou have have been retained, haven't they? Well, they have. Yeah, Wonderfully yeah. Shakespearean in that respect. That's where he got it from. I'm sure it is. <laughs> they often say, don't they, that it's a curious the Shakespearean delivery in those days would have been a curious amalgamation of West Country and Yorkshire and. A, a wonderful kind of heady cocktail of all of those. Yeah. I think he was like the Beatles who's taking the Mickey really out of the public when he was writing some of that stuff. Yeah, he was he was a great satirist, wasn't he? Yeah, and the Beatles said they did, you know, they started just writing music, which came out brilliantly, but they were doing it for a laugh, a lot of it. Yes, and, and they never wrote it down, did they? No, no, and they, they just thought, well, we'll do something else. And another number one came up, and another number one. Yeah. I, I think Shakespeare probably did the same when his plays started doing really well. He started thinking, what can I do next to be funny? You know, and he'd say, <laughs> oh, is that marvellous, marvellous words and things like that. Yes. <laughs> and coining all the time and, and misspelling everything. I mean, they didn't have any spellings. He had eight different spellings of his own name and his will. Yeah, yeah. So when people get sort of snooty about Shakespeare and spellings, you kind of can't because it was all really very divergent in the own in his own text. What about uh, Old the Dog Back? Old the Dog Back. Ah, oh, I see. Keep that dog away from me. You know, old, old your, <laughs> oh. hold, hold your dog back, will you? You know, what it means hold the dog back. <laughs> <laughs> it so reminds me of the show when you go plummy. Yeah. Those lovely characters. Oh, can you not do that, please? I don't know that sort of thing. <laughs> Last one here. Hellfire. Hellfire. You wouldn't pronounce the H, so it'd be Hellfire. Oh, Hellfire. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a swear word, but it's nice. You could say it in front of women. Oh, you know? is it a bit like Hellfire, you know? <laughs> All those references to Hades and the other how, how life has changed totally, though. I mean, you know, I never heard a woman swear until I was working at Edinburgh Palladium when I was 15 and Dorothy Squires was top of the bill. And, uh, Dorothy Squires? I, yeah. Me. I had never heard a woman swear until her, and I thought, that's disgusting. It was somewhere, I mean, I, was, I grew up playing football 
and you know until I got an injury. So I, I had all the swear words all the time. They were all coming out of her mouth, going off stage because she didn't like what the musical director had said. But <laughs> that was a different time. My dad was banned from uh, BBC Radio. He'd done nearly 500, uh, 500 broadcasts, and it was a live broadcast in 1939, just before the war broke out. Yes. He, he tagged the, the joke with, and it was as smooth as a baby's bottom. And he got a two-year ban from radio. Really? So, in 1939? That just shows how life has changed over the years. Christmas. Bottom. <laughs> <It's amazing. laughs> oh, darling, this has been so richly and liberally informative. I, I can't <laughs> tell you how grateful I am. I've enjoyed every minute of it, man. You're a lovely guy. You are just super and you live up to your great esteem that you're held in. Thank you. Uh, Well, lots of love. Stay safe. Thank you for continuing to entertain us all. Thank you, mate. Thank you for having me on there. Thank you. Not at all. It was my great pleasure. Oodles of love. And Merry Christmas to you. (laughs) Farewell, darling. Cheers, bye. Chatting with Paul has got me cogitating about all words linked with his life. Earlier, I said Paul was born in a trunk, and I promise I wasn't being rude. This was an American phrase meaning born in a suitcase, referring to children of vaudevillian families who were always traveling from theater to theater. This nomadic existence was oft remarked upon when children joined the act. Pantomime. Paul and Barry were legendary in Skegness for their pantomimic stints. Etymologically speaking, pantomime is from the Greek pantomimos, literally, imitator of all. This is a clue to the stock characters in Panto that would come later. The dame, the villain, the jester, the romantic lead, and the ingenue. Pan, incidentally, always means all. Pantheon, all the gods, and I hate to say it, but pandemic affecting all the people. Well, I think your states must be exhausted from my vocal polka. But remember, this is but one dance in the ballroom. For more, do like and subscribe. In the meantime, oodles of love. This has been a Monkey Kingdom and Acast production.